How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Memory Lane. Another of the go-ahead, forward-looking, new-style programmes consisting of material dredged up from the BBC Sound Archives. We found some absolutely fascinating recordings, but we did manage to unearth enough really tedious old rubbish to fill this programme. <laughs> Listen now to the first of our voices from the Sound Archives. Get out of my ruddy archives! <laughs> that was the voice of Horace Tapfinger, the curator of the BBC Sound Archives. However, we were very lucky to find an extremely rare recording. The voice of William Ewart Gladstone at the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Victoria, singing one of his own compositions. She's my tingling choo-choo baby. She's my tingling choo-choo girl. She's my top-notch best-bidistra. She's my chicky-chicka-biddy-pal. She has found her way into my heart. And like a sight of rubber, but she's really like a sight of rubber. Oh, we are not amused. <laughs> Finally, an early recording of a famous piece of music. In accordance with tradition, whenever this piece is played, the audience rise and leave the room. <laughs> yes, with the Angus Prune tune, we grope our way back into the murky past and bring you the historic voices of Tim Bodicea Taylor, David Goliath Hatch, Joe Roman Kendall, William Shakespeare Oddy, and in place of bad King John Cleese, who's unwell, Graham Lord Kitchener Garth. And here to bring them all to life, life, is the rich man's John Otto Cleese, Graham Blotto Garden. Um, oh no, it's I'm sorry, I'll read that again, again. Is that all right? <laughs> are notoriously hot and and dangerous unless they're out in which case they're neither but uh, what happens if you have a fire in your house you can make lovely toast shut up <laughs> help help uh, fire quick bring the brigade oh yes right hello hello brigade oh look quickly my house is on fire right sir with you in a jiffy here i am now, now, where's the fire, then? It's in front of you. That's my house there, with 30-foot flames coming out of the window. Oh, that one there. Sorry, I was looking at the other one over there. <laughs> London's burning, London's burning. Look, uh, wait a minute. Why have you been so long? I, I phoned for you three hours ago. I'm terribly sorry. I got involved in a game of happy families, and you know how they go on. Could I get Mr. Bun the Baker? I could not. <laughs> now, let's get things organised. Yeah. A pour on water, pour... Have you got any buckets? Uh, no. Well, you should have. You should take precautions. You're not a wise virgin, are you? Uh, yes. And no. You're not on the sea, so where do you get your water? From a tap. Splendid ah, idea. Where is it? In the blazing house. Language, language. <laughs> now, what we need is water. Any chance of rain, do you think? Oh, look, for Pete's sake, get some, get some hoses and get going. Hoses? <laughs> Good thinking. I've got one at home. I'll get off and push it. Better still, I'll push off and get it. <laughs> I don't want to set the world on fire. Oh, oh, look what I've got. I've got an axe. Well, what the blazes is the use of an axe? You can chop things with axes. 
Yes, I know. I mean, if this were a forest bar, I could chop down trees. Since it's a house, I can chop anything. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> anyway, before we get cracking, I think I'll just have a fag. What I say is, there's no fire without a smoke. <laughs> London's burning, London's burning. Well, look, look here, look here. Are you in charge here? Yes, isn't it funny? It's my first, you know. <laughs> I was a chef before I joined up. Out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> It's a good one, hasn't it? Funny, it never gets a laugh. You know, you've got a fabulous crowd here. I think they'll all be very disappointed if we put it out. I know. Have you got any paraffin? Paraffin? Well, aren't you going to put the fire out? Oh, it seems a shame. It's beginning to burn up here, is not it? It's a lovely fire. <laughs> oh, 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 there goes the garage. Ah, we say there goes the caravan. <laughs> and your wife. <laughs> anyway, I can't just stand here chatting. I've got another fire to go to on board with this one. Bye. <laughs> Daddy's taking us to the zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow. Daddy's taking us to the zoo tomorrow. We can stay all day. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you? You, you, you can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Anybody in any doubt where we're going? <laughs> it's zoo time. And today, I'm speaking direct from the monkey house on an outside broadcast, or as we say in the BBC, <laughs> No, no, that's the monkeys. And, uh, first of all, a word from Alastair Mushroom, who has spent his whole life amongst the yaks of Tibet. <laughs> and, uh, now I have with me the head keeper. Uh, what a wonderful collection of heads you've got. Yeah, thank you. Thank you really much. Well, uh, you certainly have a lot of lovely animals here. And a lot of hideous ones. <laughs> yes, haven't we? How about those two over there? You know, those two that look as if they're just about... Uh, uh yes, yes. <laughs> Vildebeest? Any minute, I should think. <laughs> Not on radio. Oh. And how about this cage here? That's a grey seal. Oh, and there's another one just outside the gents. That's a privy seal. <laughs> and he wishes he were dead. Yes. Uh, we're now arriving at the pet's corner. Over there, there are trips on llama carts, ten and six a minute, and lots of children are being taken for a ride. <laughs> That's ten and six a minute, yes. And here is George playing with the pet of the month. <laughs> and now George is going to tell us about house training. Yes, well, houses are notoriously difficult to train. <laughs> so start, start on a bungalow. And when you've got that under control, I advise you to get a nice big dog. But make sure it's smaller than the bungalow. I've given... <laughs> I've given my dog a little tray. And he sells matches down the portobello road. <laughs> now, always remember, to get the best out of your dog, take a carving knife, snip out the middle, then screw out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, George, I, I expect many of our listeners own a tortoise like me. Uh, no, they're much prettier. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, like mine, their pets at the start of last winter crawled under a pile of dead leaves curled up inside their shells and have stayed there quite still for several months. Now, um, in the animal world, there's a word for this. Yes, they are what we zoologists call dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, also, uh, lots of children I know have more than one pet at home. Now, how about mating? Yes, well, don't do it in front of the pets. <laughs> now then, uh, to make an okapi burger, <laughs> first, uh, and, uh, and finally, here are some readers' queries. Dear sir, my mother has a great problem looking after nine rather old cats. How about a tip? Yes, there's a municipal old cat's tip just behind her engagement. <laughs> uh, dear sir, 
Um, how would you dress a poodle? Uh, oil and vinegar, then scoop out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Next week, we shall tell you how to make your aardvark soft again. And we'll, we'll also be seeing the bears in the bear pit, the snakes in the snake pit, and the hares in the armpit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, here is one of the few remaining singing men in captivity. I've just been at the zoo. There were animals in there too. I heard them growl, I heard them howl. Who tells them what to do? Oh, which knows what and why? Who give me a reply? Oh, why does a pussycat go meow? A parrot squawk and a dog bow well. Why should it be? Why is it so? I want to know why. And a bird goes, and the elephant goes between. I wouldn't it be spectacular if a lamb went eat and a mouse went there. Chase them round, what a sound, oh, wouldn't it be sweet? Why doesn't a bird go, and an elephant go treat, treat? Oh, my, boss. Oh, moo cows live in herds, and flocks are for the birds. Why should it be? It wasn't me who chose those silly words. A gaggle or a flight, who says what's wrong or right? I think myself it would be nice if we could have a pride of mice. A swarm of dogs or a shoal of cats. And if it comes to that, we could all know. He's one of England's greatest thinkers. Yes, come with us to the London apartments of the Honourable Bertie Brown Windsor to meet the inimitable Grimbley. The original gentleman's gentleman. Oh, I see. Come, come, excuse me, sir. Oh, uh, what ho, Grimbling? There's a gentleman to see you, sir. Oh, I say, Grimbling, I'm in the middle of my breakfast. Yes, I noticed you'd fallen in the porridge. <laughs> well, you, you'd better tell him to come in. I don't think there's room for you both in the porridge bowl, sir. But anyway, here he comes now, Mr. Foodrow Steve Baskerville Hatch. I say, what ho, Bertie? <laughs> I say, what ho, Fugutles? Pip, pip, ching, ching. Bun ho, plonk, plonk. Ticket, isn't it? Ding dong. Fiddle-dee-dee. Doodly-pip. Bye. Bye. I said, Bertie, I forgot I had something to tell you. Fact is, you've got to help me, old thing. I'm in a bit of a jam. That, that, that's nothing. I'm in a bowl of porridge. No, 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 no. The thing is, old Dean, I've got engaged for... Chorus girl. Oh, I say, congratulations, old thing. <laughs> yes, well, everything's all nailed down and tickety boo, except that my old mater, the Dowager Duchess of Coon, disapproves my jolly old betrothed, and flatly refuses to cough up the necessary three million pounds for the honeymoon. What? Anyway, we're all going out to Coverlet Manor for the weekend, and I was wondering if you and Grimling could come up and help sort things out. Do say you'll come. You'll enjoy it, you know. There's going to be oodles of hunting and shooting and fishing and lots of food and drink and ravishing young girls. Well, I'm not much good at ravishing young girls. <laughs> oh, oh, go on, Bertie. Say will. I will. I now pronounce you men and what? Grimbling. Grimbling, that's not very funny. Wait till you get on the honeymoon. Grimbling. <laughs> Grimbling. <laughs> go get my overnight bag. Ah, she's gone out to the shops. <laughs> oh, very well, just... 
go and pack a few things. Pajamas. Yes, sir. A toothbrush. Yes, sir. Tin jacket. Yes, sir. And don't forget my hoe. Hoe? What hoe, sir? What hoe, Grimby? <laughs> Coverlet's Manor, home of Lady Constance de Coverlet, lies amidst rolling parklands, nestled in the very bosom of old England. It's a medical. Hello, Auntie. Ah, Bertram, how nice to see you. Let me introduce you to the Dowager Duchess of Prune. Oh, how, how do you do? Pleased to meet you, young fellow, me lad. How would you like a nice canter around the park? Oh, rather. Right, oh, then I'll go and get my saddle on. <laughs> Wait a minute, who's this? If this is Grimbling, my valet. Oh, yes. Last time I saw him, he was looking very sick. Really? How green was my valet? Bertie Brown Windsor and Footle Stig Baskerville Hatch spent the afternoon playing tennis. Suddenly, Grimbling rushed out onto the court, snatched up a tennis racket, and hit a large plate of egg and chips over the net. <laughs> Dinner is served, <laughs> Five minutes later in the dining room, the guests assembled themselves. Oh, excuse me, but I think that's my leg you've got there. <laughs> Anyone seen my arm? This bit doesn't seem to fit anywhere. What? <laughs> After dinner, the guests went outside to enjoy the last of the day's sunshine. I say, Lady Constance, what a spiffing patio. Oh, I didn't hurt you. <laughs> but here comes my husband, Godfrey. He'll, he'll be with us in a moment. My dear, oh, if anybody wants me, I should be anybody wants me. I should be, if anybody does want me, I should be in the potting shed. Potting. Excuse me, my lady. Yes, James. Sir Quentin Mousewarming thing once on the telephone. Oh, kinky devil, the telephone again. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me a moment. I, I say, Bertie. Uh, yes, Bootle. Sir Quentin Mouse Warming Thing is the owner of the Purple Puma Club, where my fiancée, the chorus girl, Gladys Goatbeard, of whom my mother, the Dowager Duchess of Prune, disapproves, and with whom, i.e., Gladys, the honeymoon my mother, the Dowager Duchess, is unwilling to finance, albeit that I love her dearly and aim to make her mine, namely Gladys, works. <laughs> and if Sir Quentin Mouse Warming Thing finds Gladys, who is arriving here this very evening, disguised as the head gardener for the purposes of concealment. If he finds her here, he'll bear the gas. And my mother will disinherit me. And she, my mother, will throw her, Gladys, out. And all will be lost. I don't understand. I know, but I get paid by the minute. <laughs> my beloved. Yes. No, no. <laughs> no. No, look, here comes my jolly old betrothed, Gladys, disguised as the head gardener. Oh, Pinky, Pinky, come to Bootles for a great big huggy-wuggy. Here, what's what you doing, young fellow? I say, Bootles, old prune, what are you doing with that horrid old man? I, I, I do apologise, sweetheart, but I thought he was you. But he's, he's old and ugly and he's got a moustache. Yes, uncanny, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I 
going on, Oh, my hat. It's Sir Quentin Mouse warming King. He mustn't see you here. Quickly, hide in this old pair of trousers. Right. Good, good, good. Now, now stay put in there. What? Here, watch what you're doing down there, young woman. <laughs> too, too, too late. Here comes Sir Quentin. Keep out of sight. What, 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 what? Beautiful evening. What, beautiful. What, 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 what? What? I say, what? Who's this fellow? What? What? Uh, this is the head gardener, Compong. Uh, pleased to meet you, sir. <laughs> I say, what? Don't look now, what? But uh, what's that funny bulge at the back of his trousers? What? What? Uh, I, I, I don't know, but it's it's not my fiance. <laughs> what? 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 You hear that? What? What? That? What? Shh! <laughs> uh, it is again. There's somebody in those trousers. No, 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 no. There isn't. It's just a. Pick up a light. <laughs> now then, who was that hiding in those trousers, huh? I know you're in there. What? What? Come on out this instant. I'll give you a count of three, and then I'm coming in after you. <laughs> Come on, who's in there? What? Oh, oh, crikey. Um, oh, it's the lodger. <laughs> lodger? Uh, uh, yes, there's a severe trouser shortage round here, you see, and, um, Compost very generously takes in lodgers in his trousers. <laughs> Oh, I see. What? Well, very good, very good. Splendid. What? Splendid. What? What? Yes. Yeah. I say, Poodle, that was a close one. Yes, old thing. But what are we going to do now? Excuse me, sir. Grimbling, of course. You must help us. <laughs> yes, sir, I know. I took the liberty of hiding, of hiding in your trousers, and oh. I am now in full possession of the facts. Oh, well, can you... <laughs> what? Can you... Who was that? Who was that? Can you help us? Yes, you have a plan. You've got a plan. You have a plan. But first, yeah. we must wait until her ladyship's butler, James, has gone to bed. Then we can put my plan into operation. <laughs> that night <laughs> at half past ten the gong went for supper half an hour later it came back from supper <laughs> lovely supper <laughs> pardon <laughs> gong with the wind meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile in the library more cocoa the lot <laughs> Will you require anything further, your ladyship? No, thank you, James. Good night, your ladyship. Good night. Oh, good night, dear. I was saying good night to James, Godfrey. Oh, well, good night, Mr. Godfrey. Good night, sir. Ah, oh, you are too, are you, James? <laughs> well, show Mr. Godfrey to his room, would you? Godfrey? No, no, dear, that's James. I, I, I you know him well, you know. He uh, used to be our butler. He still is our butler. Oh, welcome back, James. <laughs> I'm afraid Mr. Godfrey will be disappointed to hear the post spin filled. And good night, your lord. And good night to you, sir. I'm afraid the butler's gone to bed. You'll <laughs> find your own way upstairs. That will be all, James. Good night, the ladyship. Who was that? 
soon the house is in darkness. Coverlet Hall sleeps. Outside, in the moonlight, Bertie Brown Windsor meets Grimbling in the gazebo. Oh, I say, I do beg your pardon. You should have... <laughs> sir, my plans are ready. Fine. Joe, how absolutely spitty with the dipping. Yes, sir, yes. Well, come on, Grimbling, spill the beans. Well, it's very simple, really, sir. When I give the signal, you're to rush off up and down the corridor shouting, Corn plasters, corn plasters, for pity's sake, corn plasters, as if in great pain. Now, on hearing this, the Dowager Duchess of Prune will rush to your assistance bearing a tin of those soothing medicaments. However, <clears throat> I have taken the liberty of placing a tin of exploding corn plasters, which I always carry with me in case of just such an emergency, in her room, so that when you put on the corn plasters and ask her to accompany you in the eights and reel, she will accept. And as you dance, the corn plasters will explode. You will then cry, The Redskins are upon us! Flee for your lives! Meanwhile... <laughs> I shall pelt everyone with concrete-filled hot water bottles, adding a touch of realism to the situation, and then burning down the house. Seeing the house in flames, they will have no option but to go to London and get married in Westminster Abbey, which I have taken the liberty of hiring, and all will be well. It's been done. <laughs> it's worth a try, sir. But suppose the corn plasters don't explode. Ah, oh, now you put your finger on it. Oh, I do beg your pardon. Now, let's... let's, let's Let's see if I've, I've got it. Um, spreading corn plasters, eighth and real, red skin, far Westminster Abbey. That's, that's all to be boo then. Well, here goes. Corn plasters, corn, corn plasters. I say, for pity's sake, corn plasters. Here you are. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, shall we dance? minutes you've been in Fool's Paradise with Timbrook Taylor, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall and Bilotti. The scripts were by Graham Garden, David Hatch, Eric Idle and Bilotti. The songs were by Bilotti with music provided by lovable Liam Cohen who also did the arrangement. To make matters worse, the producer was Humphrey Barclay, based on an original idea by Mr. and Mrs. Barclay. So there we are until next week when King of the Road, John Otto Pease, will be back, we hope, to flash you the following warning light. Uh, oh no, it's the Wonder Show. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Navy Jack is true, and I never miss, and sorry I'll be that.